Oh, Andrea Tessman. Yes, Kirk Buckner. Early 1986. Were we into a certain Austrian? We might have been. Are we talking about Amadeus? Well, not or necessarily. Are we Amadeus. talking about Falco? Absolutely, Falco. Falco, born Johann Holzel, which sort of reminds me of uh, the worst Saturday Night Live character, Melanie Hutzel. Remember her? Vaguely. Yeah, I had a bad Twitter moment, actually. I kind of feel bad about that. Uh, I think it was Rolling Stone. They named, they, when they, it was an anniversary, a pretty big anniversary, and they said Robert Downey Jr. was the worst ever cast member. So on, on Twitter, I responded, I don't know how you're forgetting about Melanie Hudson. Melanie Hudson actually followed me for, I think, a day until she realized I completely slagged her. I actually felt pretty bad, like, following me? Did you not see what I wrote? You're the worst. I guess she did. We read it, and then she unfollowed me. Moving on! We've got Falco, and this is one of the rare times in the United States, really anywhere in North America, where a non-English song went to the top. And it's actually, this is one of those times, I think I can pretty much answer when we say, how the hell did this happen? I think we got answers. I do. I think as, as we sort of described this. Uh, what was your first, uh, do you remember, well, I guess you wouldn't remember, you would have been, just a, just a little one. Just a, a wee, a wee little lass. Yeah. No, uh, I don't remember when it first came out. Um, okay. I, I mean, my thoughts on this are, there was an immense fascination with German, Germanic countries mm -hmm. because of everything that was going on in around, you know, East and West Germany and all of the wall and all that stuff. Um, but I think this song was entirely riding on the coattails of the movie. Absolutely. Like, I don't think he even, of course he knew who Mozart was, but I don't think he knew he, anything about him other than what that movie portrayed. I think the there's a lot of people. Uh, oh, I, I agree. Myself included. I also have to say, I thought that that movie was like 90s. The production quality mm -hmm. for an early 80s movie is pretty incredible. Okay. Do you, so when did you first watch that or was it just recently? I watched it in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. So like I, I remember watching that film. So I would have I would have been an early teen or close to and just that film to me. It's, it's as awesome then as it is now. Uh, yep. the, the, fil the film we're talking about is Amadeus. Uh, F. Lee, you know, F. Murray, I was going to say F. Lee Bailey, that was the lawyer who just died. Uh, F. Murray Abraham won an Oscar for that, but to me, the star of that was Tom Hulse, who played Amadeus, and Amadeus is the middle name of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and it's just an incredible film, and you're looking at one of the great composers ever, but they're presenting him in a rock star fashion, which... Wait. I fully buy. Classical yeah, totally. music was not classical music when it was mm -hmm. being written. It was the popular music of the day. 
Right. Mozart wrote songs because people paid him to write mm -hmm. the music that they wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of his stuff was a little bit out there. I know um, the Magic Flute was criticized for having too many notes because um, he was all over the place with, you know, whereas they're coming out of much slower tempo. He was putting in insane triplets and quadruplet runs on things that people just didn't do before that mm -hmm. um, because he was a virtuoso. So he was always showing off um, and showing off his skill as well as his writing skill. But he was a pop musician. There's nothing, you know, people didn't, people write classical music now kind of because there's knobs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they shouldn't write classical music now. It's wonderful music, but Mozart was a pop musician and yeah. he was a very famous, very popular one. Mm -hmm. He very likely was a dick. Like, you know, he was a spoiled rock star. Yeah, he was that guy. This is the way that I've read and the way the movie portrays, uh, while the movie does take certain liberties, of course, but what they're still playing with the whole idea is this guy is a musical genius yeah. right, right away. We've seen that with many of the stars today uh, from the 90s, 80s, 70s. It doesn't matter. There's always people like that who are just that good but it doesn't necessarily make them a great person, but it does make them coveted. And I think that's what Falco was doing. But I guess before we get there, uh, Falco was considered in some, some cases, from what I've read anyway, a bit of a prodigy himself. Yeah, it appears he was at like four, he had perfect pitch and was mm -hmm. picking out, you know, tunes he'd heard on the radio on his keyboard and, um, there, there doesn't seem to be much aside from his mom thought he was a genius though. Mm -hmm. Like he went to, he went to a revered Austrian jazz academy, didn't do well. Um, I think he just decided he didn't really like jazz. Um, apparently he did have perfect pitch, which is a genetic yeah. anomaly that does give you a massive advantage as a musician. Um, and yeah, he was apparently an, extremely good bass player, um, held his own in various bands. Um, and was it, he was discovered basically busking, but performing like he was playing for, um, for a amphitheater when he was yeah. just standing on a street corner. So. And, and yeah. I, like, we should mention like, he's from Vienna, just like Mozart. So like I, I made a bit of an error last week. I keep forgetting that Falco is Austrian, not German. He just sings in German. No, he sings in a muddled Germanish. Well, to language. say that he sings at all too might be a little bit of a stretch also. I I think of the way he sings, especially in Rock Me Amadeus, it's very similar to Rex Harrison. I know you're not a fan oh, of the music. Harris. Wow. Rex Harrison does the, the spoken, but very dramatic sounding words. Okay. He's, he's a melodic speaker rather than a singer. You know, when, when I was, when I was watching, rewatching the videos, you know what I thought he looked like or looks like a bit now is Robin Thicke. I thought he looks like Charlie Sheen. 
I okay. think younger Charlie Sheen. Yeah. But yeah, I can I get Robin Thicke. Okay. But he he speaks in or he sings in an Austrian dialect mm-hmm. that is a mishmash with English words thrown in here and there. Um, it's not German. It's not Austrian. It's not English. It's Falco. It's Falco. Um, and he references partying and cocaine. Um, I think he really was all about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, he probably related to, at least to the Mozart depicted in that movie. I can see, yeah, totally. And then capitalized on it. Yeah. Uh, I actually was familiar with him before uh, Al- Almadeus. Uh, I, I don't know if it was KTEL, but like one of the first albums I ever got, like and we're, we're talking like vinyl kids, uh, which was, it would have been nine or 10 or something like that. And it was like the, like a compilation. And Falco was on it with Dirk Commissar, mm. which uh, became a hit in the US from a British band called After the Fire. But Falco did it first. Actually, I, I thought, again, incorrectly, this, that was at least charted in the US. It didn't, it, but it, it did in like, Canada. Oh, maybe I, because I, I was, thought it had like, like broke, just broken the hundred in the u.s i, I could be mistaken like I, 90s but it was yeah i might remarkable. be off i do remember though from what i read it hit 11 in canada oh wow so i guess i'm still trying to remember some of the other mishmash crap on that on that vinyl like and i was so happy to have it it was like kim wilde kids in america how i remember this i <laughs> befuddled uh, i think there was a, a flock of seagulls if I had a photograph, I can't remember some of the other ones off that, but I remember that one because it, like, it was, well, obviously it was different because it was not in English. There was just such a cool beat to, to that particular song. And so does this one. This is like, it's, it's got almost everything you need to be an international hit. Screw the fact you don't know what the hell he's singing. If you're, if, and, but pretty much I looked at the English version, it's, or the English translation. All it pretty much is, is this guy's a punk and he was a rock star and he partied and he blew it all. Yep. That's it. That's it. Um, which is kind of the like, Don't need. Falco. No. Yes. Well, in, in, in many ways. Yeah. Falco. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get there. But I, you were talking about other songs though. The one that I actually prefer, mm-hmm. not necessarily to rock me Amadeus, but rock me Amadeus is a bit grating. Like after a while, after, yeah, after listening to a few versions of it this week, I was <laughs> pretty done. Um, but uh, Vienna Calling. Yes. That's the one I really like. Like the, if you watch the video for Derek Commissar, mm-hmm. the green screen antics are just wild. Like it's worth, it's worth it just for that. But um, Vienna Calling is actually a pretty decent song. Yeah. It is. And that one also charted. I think that one did chart in the States. I want to say 19. I could be off, but I think there was one as the first digit. It was in the top 40. Yeah. I mean, it it, it did well. Uh, Well, that's respectable. I guess guess we should talk about the video, which really sums up everything that we just talked about. Uh, It would have been a video, I guess, made in 85, sort of released in 86. So we have to put it in that perspective because in the 80s, it's a mishmash of high quality Michael Jackson videos to 
crap. And this is right in the in, in between, mm-hmm. I, I think. And the whole idea is Falco sort of like playing two different characters. Like one, I guess himself in a modern day, but he's perform because he's in a tux. You know, he looks like James fucking Bond, really. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's looking like he's looking good, but then he's performing, but he's coming like out in the streets in a modern era, but but walking into like all, all these people who are dressed in the, I don't say Victorian era, I guess the Vienna era. I don't know what era you call it. Whatever era, whatever era, yeah, I don't know. I'm, pardon me, and you can sort of like send me a message for that because uh, I'm. Um, yeah, so he's with all these these people in period costumes, as though they're Thank at you. a big. I should have just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Period. Makes it easier. There you go. It doesn't matter what period. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dressed in his modern day tux, and then he shows up coming out of a limo, mm-hmm. dressed as as Mozart with a rainbow wig like it's like the white like the white wig yeah. you would expect Mozart to be wearing except it's pastel rainbow right and he's being escorted in by a biker gang to, to prop, <laughs> I don't to prop, understand well I mean that that's the thing where I was, it sort of lost me so I guess then Mozart is playing in front of a biker biker gang in a biker bar and it's like Oh shit! I'd rather be the guy in the tux. He's playing in front of all these hot chicks, and as opposed to this sausage fest. And then he sort of like won't. Maybe he was trying to say that he was an everyman performing for like. I, but I think he could have portrayed that better than a biker gang. But then, as the as the song kind of cl- comes to a climax, and they're all just singing "Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus, yeah. Amadeus." And they're, it's, they're all partying together and having a good time and yeah. freaking out the chorus. And he's doing his, uh, 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 hiccuping thing. But isn't that not one of the best hooks, though? I mean, even the Simpsons use it. I know one of us is going to mention Dr. it. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yes. Dr. Zayas. Oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. That is the, I mean, that's just brilliant. That entire parody is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love the legitimate theater. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it is the Troy McClure character plays, um, oh crap, what's his name? What's, what, uh, in well, Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah, so it's a Planet of the Apes play. Yeah, musical. And, yeah, and it's it's a Troy McClure's comeback. I, I think Phil Hartman is still alive, so I think he still played. Oh yeah, it was definitely Phil Hartman. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty brilliant. They rewrote like the whole song, um, yeah. It even made it cheesier too. They even they, it's like they eight bit the 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 audio. Doctor Zeus, Doctor Zeus. <laughs> Just the way they did it was so great. Yeah, I, I don't. I think what I guess Falco was trying to say is like it, like you're rock. This is a rock star era to era to era to era. Possibly, if we're trying to sort of like figure out what this guy was trying to say, but that that's what I got out. Yep, that's that's pretty much what I what I got out of it too. I, I've got a couple things that I thought were sort of interesting. Uh, I had would well, there's well two things I got way off in the way I remembered it. Well, I don't know that I misremembered it so much as I just assumed. And you know what happens when you assume? Uh, Damn. Yeah, I assumed, and you touched on this earlier how he was clearly inspired by it. 
I thought it was part of the whole movie, maybe part of the soundtrack, which it wasn't. So that was the first thing I, I totally got wrong. Uh, the one thing I did, had no idea, you know, this was a number six album on the R&B charts in the U.S. I saw that and I was so surprised because <laughs> it's which... not R&B. So you can call it a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, people call it rap. It is I the is. first rap song to reach number one on the American charts. No, no. No, what is? Blondie's Rapture that had a rap bit on that. Okay, you win on that. But like, you would think yeah. it would be like Run DMC. <laughs> no, it's not some black guys. Yeah. But it was Blondie, so I mean. Well, in, theory, in theory, it's 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 a white chick who was inspired by Bad Five Freddy. Da, 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 I forget the rest. We have to touch uh, that because Blondie went number one four times. And that oh, would yeah. be a really great show. Talking yeah, to Blondie, Blondie for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you could call it, I mean, it's new age. That's yeah. kind of how I would classify well, it. It's a, it's a new wave, it's new wave, new age, like you said, but yeah. that, that's, that's a, that's a riff that I think a modern rapper today could do something with. Whereas if you listen to some of the new wave stuff from the, from the early eighties, I don't know what they're going to do with Tarzan boy, nothing. You know, I, I would actually love this to be sampled in something modern. I couldn't find if it was. I couldn't either. Which is bizarre because they're sampling everything. Well, um, well I got to tell you what happened to me this week, right? So, like, as I'm, so I've, I've become good, really good friends with this one one guy who is already asked to be on this show. So, a, a British guy. Well, he he grew up here. Then it's it's interesting. He can, he can switch from his British accent to his Bayesian accent just like that. So I told him uh, a couple of days ago that I'm going to be doing that, and he just said like that's one of his. It's one of the dopest songs he ever heard. And then today I'm talking to a couple uh, Bayesian guys who are in their early 50s and telling them what I'm, what, I, what I'm doing. It's like, they both love this song. This is an international smash. And I think it's just because, and as soon as I said, I'm doing Amadeus, they both went Amadeus, Amadeus. Um, it, it's, it's got the hook. Oh, the rock me behind Amadeus. It, yeah. And the music behind it, it it's, the synth riff is is brilliant. Like it, it is, it, it's, it's got a lot going for it. Well, I mean, it's like well, we, the, the name of the show is "How the Hell Did This Get to Number One?" Well, that's how those two things. Uh, yeah, Falco. I guess, I guess we should sort of like go on to what happened after you. You mentioned uh, a song that, that you liked, and I very much like too. Vienna Calling, not Vienna Calling. Uh, yeah, it is Vienna Calling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking of another synth one because like Vienna and Germany, like as a big part of the whole synth. 80s era he could have possibly done more in english but that wasn't really i mean he was he's actually the biggest star in pop music anyway in terms of album sales ever to come out of austria sales sort of slugged he didn't really try more in the united states but like we see what happens to a lot of successful people drugs come easy so it seemed like he was a bit of a tortured soul he was um he was a triplet who was the only yeah. one who survived. Did you not hear that? Uh, yeah, that yeah, please, yeah, please. So please, he please had, there were um, identical twins and then he was a fraternal twin. So he was from a separate egg and the two identical twins died, like were stillborn and he was the only 
only living one. So I think that there were some things I read where he seemed to maybe be a little haunted by that in the sense that there was a comment about how he saw his his mum miss things in the spaces, if that makes sense. Like there's, yeah, there were supposed to be three of them and then, but only one survived even. So, so there's that. And then he was very talented, had a lot of potential. And as you said, once you start to make it, drugs come easy. And then when you're, he didn't have like a crazy fast ascent to stardom, but it was pretty quick from the point that he actually got discovered to yeah. having some international success that moves quickly. And if you don't mature with that kind of stardom, you're going to have problems. Right. And he apparently was just a nightmare to work with um, because he had a massive alcohol and Coke problem. Um, yeah. And then he moved to the Dominican to evade taxes. Yeah. So I saw something saying he was on vacation, but I saw several others saying- I, I thought he was living in the Dominican. There. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was living there. Mm -hmm. And he was, um, he put out, he after Rock Me Amadeus, he had pretty, a, a bit more success in Austria Euro. and in the Euro scene. Yeah. He kind of epitomizes Euro trash. Like I was thinking Eurovision through everything I was watching mm -hmm. of this and everything else. Like, I'm like, if he came out now, he'd probably win Eurovision. I gotta watch some of that one day. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, but it's so good. It's, yeah, I can't watch very much of it at a time, but uh, it's it's worthwhile checking out if you can stomach some, some Euro trash. But um, they're, they're generally very talented. You worked in a mountain resort hotel, Andrea, so I think you dealt with a lot of Euro trash visitors in your time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, he, he still had some success in Europe, not mm -hmm. as much in the States. And then he, um, he kind of- Died in car crash. Well, he did, yes. He died that was the other thing crash, I misremembered. crash. Yeah. Um, apparently they determined that the bus was speeding and the bus driver got three years in jail for it. But they also determined that he had massive amounts of alcohol, cocaine and THC in his system at the time that he died. Mm -hmm. Not surprising. But he was listening to a cassette tape of his soon to be released comeback album, which is actually pretty decent. Did you listen to any of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah, he sort of had a posthumous minor comeback. Mm -hmm. Again, nothing internationally successful, but, but kind of rounds out the- Which, which was also referenced technically in The Simpsons. Thank you, Taco, to your, for your tribute to Falco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. And now we're here to give the best rap album, Homer Simpson. I'm surprised. It's amazing how we can look at Simpsons references from the first 10 years and that show's still on. And I can't tell you anything that they've done in the last 15. Oh, it's got to be more than 15. I can't tell you anything they've it's done. Gotta be, they oh, must oh. be over 30 years running now. Because I want to say I was in the single digits in my age when that show came out. 
I, that was under 10. I don't even know what they, they're doing in the last 15 years. No. Anytime I do a Simpsons reference with somebody, it's always in the first 10 seasons. Yeah, there was some good stuff a little bit later than that, but no, I'll I, yeah, word for I'm it. with I, you. I don't know. Nothing don't in the past know. decade. So I guess uh, summing up, uh, if you haven't heard the song, please do. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie that this is loose, well, I think a lot, a lot based on, definitely do. And I think this sort of ends our trip to Germany or Austria. I was sort of like trying to make this more. One other comment is right about the same time as this, there was another German language song that made it to number two in the charts. So we will never talk about it. I thought, I thought that went number one. Nope. Never made it to number two. Okay. You know why I got creeped out by that damn song? You ever see the video? Yes. All right, here's why. All right, uh, now keep in mind, kids, who were listening, I'm an old white guy. I know this shit. And I know things have sort of changed and, and beauty standards. And Andrea and I have talked about that, and the shifting beauty standards and whatnot. But here's a beauty standard I can't get into. And this is only for the visual thing. Hey, women, don't do this. See? The armpit hair? It, no. Hey, don't judge. I'm judging. Well, you know I'm what? I'm judging, and I'm not going to change that about me. And, and then, then fine. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, sorry, anyone who had to sort of like see my flabby upper arm, because you're probably going to say like, "Well, yeah, you got, you have no tone." Yeah, I know that. But it takes no effort to do this. One, two, three. That's it. But. I'm not going to get into this argument with you. We'll just say that it's a good thing that you have a lovely Asian wife who doesn't grow hair the same way that a lot of other cultures do. This is true. This is very true. That's actually, anyway. a big, yeah, that's sort of, sort of a big thing. Before I, well, yeah, and I, I know I sort of like lost half the audience here. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's just, that's my preference, which is I don't like underarm hair on the women that I date. Sue me. That is your preference. And it messed me up as an 11, 12 year old watching that as a kid. Before we find out what it is that you that you picked for next week, can we comment on some, I got something from your, your secret admirer. It's not a secret. Okay. Yes, uh, we've got a comment from, from uh, Brad, who didn't insult me, which is oh. kind of nice. Okay, so this is a, from our Dolly Parton show. Uh, that was when we uh, looked at nine to five. I am now more in love with Dolly Parton than ever after that show, by the way. Dolly, Dolly is a national treasure, and I don't she care is. what nation it is. She's just a treasure. Absolutely. Brad Nelson says, crocheted chastity belt. I think you must have said that, because I don't remember saying that. I believe I said that, yes. Yeah. I heard that, and I just knew the internet wouldn't disappoint. And he says it exists, and then he's got a link to it. So apparently the, there, the, there is a crocheted chastity belt uh, for those who were wondering. So thank you, Brad. Thank you also for not sort of like taking another pot shot at me, which is really easy to do. I, it's, I'm low hanging fruit. There's a joke there. I don't know what it is. Maybe someone will make it in a comment. I'm sure someone will. I'm sure his name might rhyme with Rad Belson. And that's okay. 
So you want to know what we're doing next week? I have a guess based on our correspondence, but I don't know if that's what it's going to be. Is it? I don't know what I corresponded with you. Uh, it's a trip to Egypt. No. Okay. No, I'm saving that one. Okay. Um, next week, we are going to do brand new key. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. The for Melanie. Gotta, yeah. All right. For Melanie. That, was gotta, what, that was brand all my new pair of roller videos. skates. Yeah. All right. So if you watch Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, that, that, that. I think it'll be fun. There's a lot of, she, she pretends that it wasn't entirely about sexual innuendo, but it probably was. Mm -hmm. Or as like we said the other day, if you want it to be about butt sex, it's about butt sex. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't think it's about butt sex, but you know. I, it's, I was actually just listening to her other hit that didn't go number one, Lay Down. So this was actually a, slightly on my radar. Ah, so well, there you go. Yeah, no, that that would Melanie. that would be good. Melanie, brand new key. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch Boogie Nights, which really isn't gonna be a problem for me. One of my all-time favorite films. I haven't seen that in a long time, so maybe I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, also. I'll I'll quiz you because you'll have to. I'll I'll quiz you and ask you by uh, what scene is transpiring when that when that's on. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm aware of what's going on there. Pretty sure he's auditioning. All right, well, then you wrecked that then, didn't you? <sighs> Damn it. We're supposed to foreshadow. We're sort of like planting seeds for next week. <laughs> oh, well. Nice. All right, well, stay tuned, everyone, and stay safe. Bye.